0: What's up, everybody? I'm Chase Lee, and welcome back to another movie review. And the movie I want to take a look at right now is Midsummer. Now, this one comes from A24 and is written and directed by Ari Aster, who brought us Hereditary from last year. And Midsummer tells the story of uh, Danny, played by Florence Pugh, and her boyfriend Christian, played by Jack Rayner. They kind of have their, you know, problems with each other. They're not really the best fit for each other, but they feel like they need each other and they feel obligated at this point because they are in a relationship for four years and they're just like, okay, we'll, we'll stay together because we kind of need each other. <clears throat> and so, you know, Christian's friends, uh, played by William Jackson Harper, uh, Will Poulter, Vil- uh, Wilhelm uh, Blomgren, uh, they suggest that they should go on a European excursion to kind of visit a bunch of different cities for thesis papers and kind of bring back that culture and write about it. And so one of the places that they go to is suggested by uh, Wilhelm's character, uh, Peli. And he suggests that they go to this midsummer festival. You know, this kind of like rural area um, where a bunch of people kind of gather, wear white gowns and just celebrate life. And, uh, you know, they're really happy and just (laughs) celebrating existing. And so it seems really, you know, harmless and stuff. So they, they go to this kind of rural campsite um really nice little buildings it kind of looks definitely like a cult <laughs> and uh they have their own like you know farming and ecosystem it's like it's kind of weird you know it's like away from society out in the middle of the woods and so it, they kind of join this you know cult-like group and they're like oh this is really fascinating everyone seems really happy and lovey-dovey and stuff and then when something really brutal and violent happens That's when the light switch turns on and their head's going, yeah, this is pretty effed up. I don't want to be here anymore. And so the longer those five uh, stay, the more bad stuff that happens to them. Very bizarre stuff, overly sexual stuff, and disturbing stuff. It's quite a trip. (laughs) So uh, going into this movie, I was looking forward to it immensely. Hereditary was my favorite film of last year that is no joke out of every film I saw. That one was number one. So whatever Ari Aster was going to do next for his sophomoric effort, I was all on board. The trailer sold me. Very eerie. Just kind of gets under your skin. And you realize that, like, yeah, this is shot in the broad daylight. And this is going to deal with, like, really happy cult members. But they're going to do some really horrific stuff to these people. And I'm all here for it because it looks great. So it looks like something that's going to be quite memorable, just like Hereditary was. So I saw the movie. I can tell you right now, if you were to ask me point blank which one's better, I do think Hereditary is better, but I like Midsummer quite a bit. And so when I walked out of Hereditary, I was like, I feel like this is a horror classic in the making. Like, this is going to stand the test of time 50 to 100 years from now. Midsummer is a cult classic, bar none. Like, this thing is going to be remembered for a very, very, very long time, especially within the kind of like cult subgenre of horror. This one has a nice place in that. So, let's start talking about Ari Aster, because he is absolutely the star of this film, besides Florence Pugh, because she's amazing in this film. Ari Aster, to me, he respects horror, he treats people like they're adults. He doesn't treat them like children. It makes *Annabelle 4* just be nothing but an hour and a half of loud jump scares, just because it doesn't make sense with the story. What he does is he he applies real life human drama, situations and themes, and kind of wraps or wraps it inside of like this this horror kind of like wrapping paper. When you you're like oh look at that shiny bright horrific wrapping paper you open up you're like wow there's there's actually some deep stuff into this it's not just jump scare or creepy imagery for the sake of being that there is more to it you know hereditary did with the family drama and grief and losing a loved one and what that does to someone and driving them to paranoia uh this one's the same way. So the running theme is dependency and more importantly in this couple's case codependency. And like I said earlier definitely like reaching that uh, that point where you you cut these people out start fresh and become independent again because you feel like they're weighing you down in life and you need to realize this so you can take control of your life once again. And that's some really powerful stuff because we've all been there. And what's really interesting is that in the screening in Austin, Texas, a week before I saw this, Ari Aster was there. And he specifically told the audience, I wrote this after a bad breakup. Now, if I were to watch this movie and just saw it and walked out and go, I I can kind of get what he is aiming for, but I'm not really sure. Now knowing that he wrote this after a breakup, it makes total sense to me how the story plays out, what happens in the story, and the characters involved. Because he is Florence Pugh in this situation. Um, and, and so when you, when you think about it that way, it just makes it all the more powerful. And it's also therapeutic. It is a cathartic kind of nightmarish experience that Ari is putting on us as viewers... But it's really kind of relieving all of his pain um, inside of him. And so he provides entertainment for us. And we see the deeper meaning going, there's a lot going on within you. You're, You're airing this out. This is your therapy session. In a weird, effed up, kind of beautiful way, this is your therapy session. And so... You know, taking himself and putting it in Florence Pugh's character makes total sense. There's a lot that happens within her character at the beginning that's really kind of heartbreaking. Definitely the best opening of any film I've seen this year so far. It's really, really great stuff. And just kind of like sets the stakes and the tone throughout the entire, uh, entire film. Um, it's really emotional stuff. And it really, it, it, it sinks that hook into these characters to make you want to, like, kind of hold on to them for the entire journey that they're they're going to take. And so I think opening up with this kind of, like, gut-wrenching scene with this character puts us into perspective what she is going through and what Ari kind of went through with his breakup. So I, I kind of like that. And so as the movie kind of progresses, you see them... Um, dependent on one another and then she eventually gets her independence again it's just really great themes going on here and it actually works with the cult uh cult kind of setting what are cults cults are people that are dependent on the voice of reason or their leader or whoever is standing up there preaching whatever they're preaching so having that mirroring with the character situations is genius it's really 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 great and so you have that kind of like drama kind of like cutting throughout but you also have the horror side of it where what we see at the beginning haunts her throughout the entire movie it plagues her it traumatizes her she has this like ptsd nightmare situation going on where every time when she falls asleep or she's tripping on drugs we know that she is thinking about her family and her loved ones and it's really terrifying to see because you can tell it really it really weighs on her conscience and of course Ari presents 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 it to us in a very kind of stylistic kind of horror fashion and it's wonderful it's really really effective he doesn't do just jump scares and just like plays loud music or noises like another doll movie coming out here pretty soon what he does is he drops the audio out of the track. It's silent. We see them walking throughout the scene. We kind of absorb this arresting visual imagery going on. We don't need to rely on like soundtracks or uh, noises to scare us. He lets the scene speak for itself and let the trauma of the characters affect us. To where not only are, do we feel for them but we're scared out of our wits because of the scene. So this is one of these directors that understands horror and can kind of bob and weave, weave it out of character and story um and then also kind of ping pong against like these really amazing horror um type of scenarios and it's just it's it's weird, it's bizarre and it's almost kind of breathtaking. That he's just so good at this genre. And on top of all that. On top of all that. I just mentioned about the the movie itself. um, It's actually quite funny. I, I think a lot of people need to know that going in. There's a lot of stuff that hikes up your anxiety. And really gets your blood pumping. But there's a lot of comedy within it. Especially from Will Poulter's character. That's nice. It's like a nice relief. Uh, of of tension that's just built up inside of you it's it's kind of nice to bounce back between that kind of dark comedy flavor kind of go into whoa that was really gruesome i i'm kind of speechless and you kind of dip into you know really feeling bad for um like danny's character so it's one of those uh things to where you don't expect it but when the comedy comes you're like, okay, that that actually works because bobbing and weaving out of all these like different tones could be a real problem, but I think he does that quite well. And also I forgot to mention with the cult thing, I I believe that the the cult setting is a metaphor for how uh Ari's brain was working during this breakup where a lot of Or, you know, heart or whatever. A lot of, like, emotions were happening inside of him, but he didn't know how to express it. Because it was interesting. Every time when, like, Danny was, like, screaming or crying or laughing or whatever, the people in the cult would mimic that. So, I think it was, like, him screaming into the void and having his inner thoughts, like, kind of screaming back at him and, like, releasing the anger. But he didn't know how to express it uh, when this breakup happened because it seems like there was some infidelity that was involved um, given some of the the plot points of the movie, so I also found that uh, pr- pretty great because you, you just don't think about that stuff. And when you walk out, and you're like, "Wow, I'm pretty sure that was like his uh, his, his conscience the entire time." Um, all right, the acting is fantastic. Florence Pugh is kind of mesmerizing and it really just helps the fact that she got into it, the extras got into it, and they really bought into this world that plays so much like a dream, that when you're sitting there, you're watching real people in this really weird, nightmare situation, but it shot and kind of played out like a dream to where you're just like, it's just surreal, man, and And so when you buy into that kind of surrealism, it makes the whole experience worthwhile. So she's fantastic. All the people in the group are really great. Uh, William Jackson Harper, Will Poulter, Wilhelm Brongren. Jack Rayner is good. I would even say to very good. He does have a couple of line stumbles where his dialogue is a little kind of weird (laughs) delivery. But um, it's not enough to take it down in my grade, I just had to point that out. He is probably the weakest out of the bunch, but he's still a great addition. Um and then the extras. Every single character that's not a part of the core five, fantastic. They they uh completely buy into this weird scenario of people wearing, you know, white gowns walking around everywhere and um uh, creating this like little society. It was it's kind of amazing that Ari um, was able to coordinate all those extras into doing all that stuff, so I really appreciate that. Um, and then, yes, so people are probably asking, like, how is the, the visual language? How is the, the overzealous sometimes with the, the bright white, sometimes overexposed, but mostly outside daylight type of setting how does that translate to horror does it does it work did you do you need more night shots like wh- what 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 does this movie got going for it I can tell you right now the daylight actually works it makes it more unsettling more unpredictable you don't know what's gonna happen because you're so used to horror films being in dark hallways a dark house a dark basement a dark attic a dark room it's like it's refreshing to see something that's the complete opposite of that and have it be this kind of unpredictable kind of like setting because it's it shot well, it's compositioned well. You know, uh, Ari always knows how to reference his, his visual language to his DPs and they know how to execute that. But the choice to go all daylight was actually really, really effective and just made everything more shocking, more visceral, more brutal. When the violence was happening and the red would, you know, just pop out even more because everything else is like mostly white and then you have just like this red splotch just kind of wakes you out of this like um surreal coma that you're in you're like oh wow that was really kind of gruesome and so uh yeah i think the over overblown white is uh really effective in this case and so good job on doing that and then the music is really uh well done too it reminds me of hereditary score where it just it's just that extra flavor man to just make it super memorable and just really kind of eerie gets under your skin and just highlights the scenes to even the, the better than they already are. It's just it's fantastic. So overall, I like this movie quite a bit. Might even love it on my second viewing. But what I can tell you is this: if you love Hereditary, you will love this movie. If you hate Hereditary, you'll hate this movie. But I do think, uh, as a horror fan, I was satisfied. I was creeped out. I was disturbed. I was laughing. I was in awe. I think I was um, heartbroken sometimes. Like it, it, The whole gamut of emotions, and I think it was delivered quite well. So if you're a horror fan, uh, go for it. Um, take a shot. It's Hereditary meets Suspiria. Um, so I, I highly recommend it. The only thing that I would say is a, a negative, and I forgot to mention this, so I apologize. Um, it's been a long week. Um, is that the second act does seem to meander just a little bit, and I get that this is a therapy session for Ari, getting from point A to point B, but there's just, or I guess in this metaphor, point A to point C, and it it's a it's a nice disturbing journey for sure, but in the B section, it just seems to linger on too long to where this movie's two hours and 20 minutes, you could easily chop 10, maybe 15, maybe even 20 minutes out and making it a, a tight two hours, who knows, I'm just saying that it does feel a bit long in the middle to get to his point even though um i still enjoyed the the journey so i just i, I forgot to mention that sorry so i'm gonna give this movie an a minus uh so what did you guys think of midsummer have you even heard of it comment that place rubble on my face and let me know and uh as always guys that will do it for this review i'm chase lee and tune in next time for whatever i review next i will see you guys later